0: <laughs> then something like it depends. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry y'all. We just got we just got we lost some folks because y'all are, are hammered right now. But uh, that's that's just the way it works. Diz Runs Radio episode 1103 starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running life and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Well, 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 let's do this again, shall we? You ask, I answer. It's time for the monthly listener Q&A episode of the show here for November 2022. If you're new around these parts, which I don't know, is, is anybody new listen to the show anymore? I think so. I don't know though. Um, if you're new around here, we do this every month. We do this on the last Friday of every month. If you've been around for a while, you know that, you know how this, this operation works. But uh, for the new folks, Every month, we dedicate an entire episode to your questions, my answers, usually mostly nonsense, occasionally something useful, but uh, if you have a question that you'd like to get asked and subsequently answered in an a upcoming Q&A episode, the best way to do so is to head on over and join the Facebook group. Dizruns.com slash Facebook will get you there, or just search for the Dizruns Tribe the next time you're on the Book of Faces, which you may be right there right now. You may be scrolling. You know, doing a little uh, a little Facebook scrolling while you're listening to this. Um, ask to join, we'll let you in unless you prove yourself to be uh, a bit of a douche. Since we have a, a very very specific no douche policy, like it's pretty straightforward. Don't be a douche. You can you can you can stick around, and hang out. And uh, in the middle of each month, I put a post out that says, "Hey, what are your questions for this Q and A? This month's Q and A." You ask your questions in the comments. But a boom, but bam. You wait a few days. We get an answer here in podcast form so come on and join the party disruns.com slash facebook we've got some questions today so uh you know uh, which i guess is is obvious right if we didn't have questions today we wouldn't we wouldn't be doing this we'd just be skipping this episode so uh let's just dive right in first question from ryan says hello mr cray well hello mr ortiz good to hear from you my friend what are your thoughts on timed events i'm running a 12 hour as well as putting one on and have you done any I am, uh, I, I, have not done any timed events yet, Ryan. That's, that's something though that is, is I would say definitely on my, my radar, something that I'm, I'm interested in. Um, but my thoughts, my thoughts are that I'm intrigued, I guess. My, my thoughts are that they're, they're an interesting challenge because you don't really know where your finish line is. Now, y- yes, you know, like when the, when the clock runs out, like that's that, but, it's interesting for me for somebody who is is well documented that uh, you know some of my bigger struggles have been the mental side of, of the sport um, the idea of running without knowing how far I have to go is is intriguing it's it strikes me as a challenge strikes me as something that I, I do want to attempt at some point whether it's 12 hours whether it's six hours whether it's I don't think it would be 24 hours at least not at this moment uh, but I feel like a 12 hour race would be would be a good challenge and uh not for nothing but i've been eyeballing your 12-hour race and like i wish that you were doing it like in my backyard instead of you know several several states away because i would i would i want one of the belts basically Uh, not that i would probably get it i probably wouldn't wouldn't win so i probably wouldn't get one of the belts but i I love what you what you've got going on what you're putting together um so I, i think i think that they're an interesting challenge i think that um the, the, the loop, you know, because typically a timed event is going to be on a loop course. And for those that aren't aware of timed events, basically it's just how far can you run in a certain amount of time. And there's no, there's no real rules and that you don't have to run the whole time. You can stop and you can, you know, some of the, the longer events, you can stop and take a nap. You can stop and get some sleep, stop and eat, change clothes, whatever you need to do. Um, but you know, you, 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 start and you stop and, and you, you pick up from where you left off and it's just how far can you go in a certain amount of time and, like I said earlier, I think that that that, prov- that, that provides that that presents a, an interesting challenge, at least to me, because it's it's one thing to know that I have to get from A to B in terms of a distance, you know, wh- whether it's it's half marathon, marathon, ultra, whatever. Like I know where the finish line is, but but when there is no finish line, you know, when it when it could be forty miles or seventy miles or sixty two miles or whatever, um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like for me, knowing knowing my history. There would I would have a number in mind, and and let's just say I, I wanted to get to fifty five miles, and if I got there and there was still an hour left, like I don't know that I would be able, like I don't know how much of a challenge it would be for me mentally to keep going. Um. So anyway, so I th- I think it's I think it's interesting, I think it's it's something that I want to do, but as of yet I have not done a timed event, but I could see that happening in the relatively near ish future, you know, whether that's a year, two years, something like that. Um, I, I feel like that's, that's a challenge that I'm going to, I'm going to have to take on, uh, sooner rather than later. So, uh, so yeah, but good luck. And I hope your event goes well. I hope you do well. Um, but I hope your, your event goes well, raises some money for, uh, for the, the Ollie, for Ollie's charity charity. Um, and I, I think it's, I think it's awesome that you're doing it and good luck. Good luck. Uh, another question from Ryan, hat or headband? I love a good hat, but with the cooler weather, I've enjoyed a headband so my bald head can breathe without a brutal burn. Um, I'm a hat guy. I like 100%. It doesn't matter. Um, weather conditions, it doesn't matter. Hot, cold, sun, shade, dark, it uh, doesn't matter. Hat all day, every day, and, and twice on Sunday. So definitely definitely a hat guy. I've uh, been that way since pretty much since I can remember. I've dabbled in visors, not... I mean just not for me. Not for me at all. Um give me give me a hat and uh you know we'll be we'll be good to go. We will be good to go. Last but not least from Ryan, what is one Thanksgiving dish that makes no sense other than that day you never see it? I mean I feel like at least in my world most Thanksgiving food I only see, you know, around Thanksgiving and that's it. Um I'm not making green bean casserole the rest of the year. I'm not making uh, you know, turkey the rest of the year. Like, I'm not, I'm not making a lot of things that, that come to come to the table on Thanksgiving Day uh, most of the rest of the year. But the, the one that makes no sense, like, at all, it's just garbage, is the the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on top. Like, who thought that that was, like, that's just ridiculous. Like, you're wrong if you think that that's, that that's somehow good. Um, like, sweet potatoes are awesome. Why you would ruin them by being like, you know what, you know what this dish needs? A bunch of just marshmallow crap on top of it is just nonsense. Like get out of here with your stupid marshmallow souffle on top of your sweet potatoes or your yams or your squash or whatever it is that you're going to put your sweet potatoes or your uh, marshmallows on. (sighs) Ridiculous. Like that makes that not only does it make no sense, it's not even good. So get out of here with that nonsense um but everything else well and then of course pumpkin pie but that's that's a whole another that's a whole other topic for another day about pumpkin pie you know pff, makes no sense makes no sense um but yeah the, the sweet potatoes with the marshmallow yuck <laughs> ridiculous thanks for the questions Ryan hope things are well out in Kansas next question from Michelle i'm running a marathon on sunday Curious if this means you, I feel like this means you already ran it. So I hope your marathon went well, Michelle. Um, I'll take one week off and then I have five weeks before I start the next round for my spring marathon. What do you think of something like insanity during that in between time? I was thinking I'd still do some running, just shorter runs with one longish run on the weekend. I mean, I feel like that, that makes sense. Like, like the one thing that, that, that I would, I don't know that caution against, but I feel like having that, that little gap, you know, four or five weeks where you're not specifically training for the next race, like you're not into the next training cycle yet. Um, but you know, you like, it's, it's a good opportunity to mix in some strength work to mix in something else. But I definitely like the idea of keeping a long run in, in again, relative, but you know, if, if you can keep your long run in that in that 12 to 15 mile range, um, and I know I've talked about this before. I don't know if you've, if you've heard me talk about it, Michelle, but it, it gives you options when you start training. Because, you know, let's say if, if I'm doing kind of some back of the, the napkin math here, you're going to start training for your spring race, you know, about four months out from the race, right? Because that's kind of typical training plan succession is is 12, you know, 16-ish weeks, 12 to 16 weeks. Well, if you're already at, you know, 14, 15 miles for your long run, you've got a lot of options in how you put your training together in terms of doing more strategic workouts, maybe doing a little bit, doing more, um, long runs that are in that 18 to 20 mile range, which can, can really help you both mentally and physically, uh, be, be feeling strong and fit and confident for, for your actual race versus if you, if you kind of let your long runs in that five or six week window really kind of lag down into eight or 10 mile range, which isn't bad. I mean, it's not, it's not like that's a terrible situation to be in. But then it, it's just a, it's a little bit more work to build back up. It takes some of those options away in terms of cutback weeks, in terms of fast finish long runs, in terms of doing multiple 18, 20 milers, um, which again, not exactly bad, but I, both myself as a runner and as a coach, I like having options when it comes to training and, and gearing up for a race. So I kind of like the idea of, of definitely, you know, like you're not going to try to maintain peak fitness, um, or even relatively close to peak fitness in that in that downtime between finishing the the one race and starting to train for the next one, but you know, just kind of maintaining a, a, a strong base is is huge in my mind. And one of the best ways to do that is to to keep those long runs in that maybe half marathon ish range if you can. Um, but yeah, doing some some strength work, doing some cross training, doing some other things besides just like hammering your your training. Um, i like that idea so i, I feel like maybe're we're, we're on the same page uh, but just with a little bit of extra context i like i like keeping the long runs on the, on the slightly longer side than than um you know longer than 10 i'd like to stay I, I personally again i'm not saying you need to do this but i like to stay above 10 um ideally maybe in that situation with with marathons that close together a little closer to 15. Um, just because it gives you options when you get into that, that second training cycle. So hopefully that made sense, Michelle. And again, hopefully, uh, your race, assuming that you already did it, hopefully it went well and uh, you're recovering well, because ultimately that makes the biggest difference, right? Like you have to be able to recover first from the first marathon before you even worry about doing anything like insanity, um, any, any type of other, you know, higher intensity strength work, CrossFit work. Um, anything like that, recover first, then dive into some of that other work while, while still stretching out a long run here and there, um, should set you up really nicely for marathon number two. Next question from David. Hey, Diz, I started around the 600 episode mark and catching up as we speak. Oh man, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's some effort. That's some dedication, David. I appreciate it. Um, I was wondering who would you say is the most quote unquote famous, take that as you will. Celebrity that you've interviewed who happens to run—that's—that's um, that's a difficult question, David, because the way I, the way I read it is that you're not talking about who's who's an elite runner. You know who's who's famous because they're a runner that you interviewed. Which there hasn't been a lot of those, but there's at least been a few. There's been there's been a handful of Olympians um, that have been on the show, and and quite frankly, I'm over those interviews. Like I don't I don't care to talk to too many elites anymore. Um, you know, would I would I turn down the opportunity? Probably not, but like am I seeking them out? Absolutely not. Um, but in terms of, you know, somebody who's maybe famous in other aspects of their life, but they also run that I've I've interviewed, um I'm trying to think of multiple folks that I've done that with. I can't think of many, but I think Peter Shankman is probably probably the one that that maybe would be maybe the only person who has some level of fame that's not a runner. I, I don't know I mean, I mean I'm you know over the course of, of eight and a half years I, I might be missing somebody and if I if I am apologies but that's the one that stands out in my mind as far as somebody who's who's relatively famous ish in the in the entrepreneur space um, he's you know he's kind of a tech founder done some things um, but also is a runner and, and I interviewed him way back in the day I don't know what it was episode 40 45 something like that um, but I think that's probably it and and again off the top of my head I can't think of too many others because I seek I seek out folks who are runners right so it's not that I interview somebody who happens to run it's like I interview somebody who's a runner and maybe they also happen to be famous and I feel like I feel like he's probably the one um I don't know if I if I would have if I really wanted to to be thorough I would have gone back through the you know the whole entire list and been like all right who else is is somebody else who's maybe you know maybe does does something else that makes them famous um I can't think of any off the top of my head, and and yeah, I didn't do I didn't do all the research, so apologies on that, David. But uh, thank you for the question, and and yeah, you know you, you'll have to you have a ways to work back to get to the Peter Shankman episode, uh, but it's there, it's in the archive somewhere. You know, like I said, episode forty two, forty three, something like that. So let me know when you find it. Hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, but he was he was somebody who I enjoyed chatting with, who definitely was not. Um, not famous for his running, but also does some running. So anyway, thanks for the question. Next question from Candy. Sorry, uh, uh, changed your changed her profile, but still got the question in. I you know we're all good, Candy. All good. Um, running a half says I am running a half the first weekend in December in Orlando. What is the weather usually like that time of year? I'm sure it's like Texas, just not humid. That put a pin there. We'll come back to that. Does it rain during this time period and any general recommendations for places to visit, eat, or do planning on doing Disney? So, um, I don't know why you would, Candy, I, you know, i say this with love, right? I say this with, but with honest question, why, why you would think Texas is more humid than Florida? Unless, unless I'm reading that backwards and you're saying that, that Texas is just not humid, like, like Florida, in which case maybe that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, 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 I would say that it's going to be hot, but it's, it's all relative, right? Like, if you're coming from other hot weather places, you're coming from South Texas, you're coming from Arizona, Southern California, things like that. Like, it's probably about the same, you know, there in most, mostly in those places. Might be a little more humid than what you might be used to. Um, but, you know, if you're coming from New England, like, yeah, it's going to be hot. It's going to feel like summer. Um, typically, at least, like it's gonna be, it's gonna be plenty warm, especially during the day. You might, it might be, you know, it's, it's still gonna be warm in the morning. Like, you're not gonna need multiple layers. You're not gonna need hats and gloves and things like that. Now, if you were a local, you might, but you, you're probably not going to. Um, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be plenty warm, um, because winter doesn't or summer, I'm sorry, winter, summer doesn't end until about Thanksgiving. Um, So the first weekend in December, like it's still summer-ish in Central Florida. Um, as far as rain, like, I mean, you know, it could rain, but it's not like a rainy part of the year. It's, it's typically relatively dry. Um, honestly, pretty good, pretty good time of year for a race. Like it's still warm, but not oppressive typically. Um, so not a bad time of the year, which is why, you know, you start to see races bubbling up from late November into December, into January, February, and then the races kind of all disappear because it starts to get too hot at that time of year. So it's a good time of year to run a race. Definitely a good time of year to do the tourist thing, going to Disney, um, you know, and, and, and I will admit for those that, that are listening, that are more Orlando local, like, I don't know what things there are to do in, in, in Orlando proper. Like, I just think of Orlando as all the touristy stuff, Disney and universal and sea world and, and all that kind of stuff, which I know technically not really, but bear with me here. Um, but as far as places to visit, eat, whatever, things like that, like, like, I don't know. I mean, I just think of the touristy stuff and there's all the touristy stuff, right? Um if you want more you know downtown type of things like you know, just look on Yelp look on look on those types of places uh, but I don't have any good recommendations for places to go outside of touristy type of things and it sounds like you're already doing that you're doing the Disney thing um you know there's all kinds of other touristy stuff there uh if 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 you don't want to go all in on Disney but um but yeah good time of year to visit um typically no hurricanes although who knows um, typically not too cold, typically not too wet, uh, not a bad time of year. And also typically not too crowded. Like it's really not a bad time to go to Disney. Um, Thanksgiving a little bit busy. You get a little closer to Christmas, a little bit busy, but Disney Christmas stuff, Christmas, Christmas programming going on, Christmas decoration going on, but not Christmas crowded. Like that's a good time of year to visit. So hopefully you have a great time. Hopefully you have a good race. Um, can't wait to hear how it goes. Thanks for the question, Candy. Next from Craig, I have a half in March and a full next October. I want to do base training now. How many miles a week should I aim for? Oh, man, Craig, that's that's one of those so... There's so many ways you could go with it. And and ultimately, you know, everybody get your drinks ready. You know what's coming. It depends. It depends. Drink. Um, yeah, I mean for base base building base training it could be 15 miles a week it could be 20 miles a week it could be 25 35 40 it just kind of depends on <laughs> there we go again sorry y'all it's it's about to get it's about to get heavy um, but but what where where are you right now you know um, if if you're kind of maxing out at, at 20 miles a week then maybe your your base is going to look like fifteen to eighteen, something like that, something solid, steady. Maybe you gradually increase it over time. Although if you're going to start training for for a March half, like you might be be ready to start increasing that anyway. Um, but if you know, I don't want to I don't want to say eight, you know, fifteen to twenty. If you're typically running twenty five to thirty right now, well then that would be your base kind of volume level. Um, for me, not that it's always all about me, but it kind of always is. Um, for me right now, I'm I'm kind of in that that thirty ish 35 mile range. Um, I feel like that's kind of my, my base level right now, but that's, that's hardly one size fits all, you know, that's, that's hardly what I would hands down say you should do. Um, it just kind of depends on what is a good amount for you, a sustainable amount. Um, something that feels good that that maybe isn't, isn't too aggressive, but also isn't just a straight up gimme. So fill up your glasses again, y'all. It depends, Craig. Um, it depends. And I'm sorry that I can't give you a better answer than that. Um, but without kind of knowing a little bit more of your context, what your training is like at the moment, it's, it's hard to, to give you more of a number than, than something, than something like it depends. Ah, I'm sorry. Sorry y'all. We just got, we just got, we lost some folks cause y'all are, are hammered right now, but, uh, that's, that's just the way it works. Uh, but thanks for the question, Craig, and sorry that I don't have a better answer for you. Next, another one from David. Hey Danny, I know you're not a treadmill guy. Yeah, that's that's one way to put it. But it's all right, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. And I continue the question, but this time of year in South Dakota, sometimes it is needed. I um yes, David, you're right. Like if I lived in South Dakota, heaven help me, um, I would I would probably have to find myself on a treadmill for uh for the better part of four or five months because goodness gracious that's ridiculous up there. Um, anyway, back to the question. I want to see if I should adjust my interval speed workout. After a warm up, I do six half miles um, with a ninety second walk in between. I increase each repeat by like 0.2. so like from a 8.0 to eight point two, uh, then ending the last one at point one. Not sure exactly what that means, but that's all right. Maybe the last one you only bump it up by point one, one way or the other. Should I consistently go up like that, or do I have or have the same? Or decreasing throughout it. So, um, David, if I, if I understand your question correctly and if I miss it, I apologize. But if I understand your, your question correctly, I feel like this is one of those where it's like, don't, don't spend too much time overthinking things. And I feel like maybe you're in that, that situation. So, um, you know, if, if you're going, you know, up to, to 8.0, 8.2, 8.4, 8.6, 8.8, 9.0 for the last one, or maybe 9.1 for the last one and that works and you're able to, to, to go hard on all those. I mean, that's fine. You're probably, you're working pretty hard, I would imagine. So that's, that's all right. Um, personally, I kind of like the idea of going as about as hard as you can for each one, but that's hard to do on the treadmill. That's easy to do outside. And for obvious reasons, outside speed repeats this time of year, probably not in the cards and that's okay. Um, but maybe I would, I would, I would push myself a little bit more to see if there's a little bit more that you can do. And even if that means that you end up going a little bit slower towards the end, the idea is what's the effort level, right? Are you, are you pushing the effort with each one? And and maybe that's, that's long winded way or, or kind of a roundabout way of getting back to, to what you're doing. Do you feel like 8.0 for the first one is really pushing it about as hard as you can go? Or do you finish that going like, yeah, that was hard, but like totally doable. If that's the case, then maybe I would like to, to try to try to inch it up a little bit more. Um, but that's that's kind of like perfect world scenario. You know, if you do them all at 8.5, that works. If you do what you're doing right now and climb the ladder from 8.0 to 9.0 or 9.1 or whatever, that works. If you do it the other way around and start off at 9 and work your way back down to 8, um, that works. Ultimately, are you pushing hard? Are you, are you huffing and puffing after each one? Um, then you probably got it about right. And then, you know, th- then maybe you play with the, the, the recovery session a little bit, you know, whatever, like there's, there's, as I may have said it once or twice in a book that I may or may not have written, there's a lot of art to the science. And this is one of those where like, you kind of, you know, is, is it, is it, you know, blue or is it periwinkle or is it midnight blue or is it Navy blue? Like, I mean, there's a difference between all of those, but like, do they all kind of work? Maybe. Um, there's a difference between how you're doing, you know, how you're, you're pacing your, your repeats on the treadmill, but do they all kind of work? Absolutely. So, you know, if, if what you're doing seems like it's working, seems like you're getting a good workout in, um, you know, there's nothing wrong at all with just more of the same. Keep on keeping on my friend. Um, but if you want to play, play with things a little bit, try a little, little different variation over the next couple months before you can get back outside again. Like you could, you could do it. Any of the ways that you mentioned, you know, same speed all the way throughout, starting with a little bit higher pace, but not finishing quite as high. You can start higher, work your way down. Um, All of those have merit, um, but they're all from a physiological perspective. They're all about the same. So, you know, don't necessarily overcomplicate things that don't need to be overcomplicated. Similar to how every time I answer a question, I feel like I overcomplicate a simple question, like, like not necessarily necessary. Right. So take it from me somehow. Hope all that made sense. Thanks for the, the second question there, David. Appreciate it. Next, we got some questions from Corey. I won't take up too much of your time, but I do listen to this on my long run. So I feel like that's that's an a, a underhanded way of saying, don't be afraid to answer these questions, you know, be long-winded, to make them more complicated than they need to be. So maybe, you know, you're welcome, Corey and others that uh, enjoy these episodes to get a little bit long in the tooth. Uh, but anyway, back to the question. Just wondering if you have any tips for training for wind. On my 50k, I thought it would not be an issue, but I was wrong. It messed with me physically, and after about 40k of constant headwind, it was mess- messing with me mentally as well. Um, in terms of training into the wind, Corey, like, like I don't know that. Like, I feel like it's kind of one of those things where you kind of just, you know, on the days when it's windy, you, you kind of get a little practice with it. Um, but I don't know if there's any, as far as I know, not any ma- massive techniques to like make running into the wind less difficult. Like, it's always going to be hard, right? Um, maybe there's some strategy in terms of like trying to, to run with a pack, um, like not a, a pack for hydration, but like a pack of people where maybe you can draft a little bit. You can kind of tuck in from behind somebody and let them do some of the work. Maybe you're a good person and you can also tuck in in front once in a while. You can do, you can block the wind for some folks and then let somebody else block it for you, you and kind of work together to make that happen. Um, but in terms of ways to train in it is, I feel like it's kind of like training on the hills, right? Like, like there's no good way to do it. The more, the more that you do, um, train with some wind, I almost said the more that you do do it. And then I would have had to been like, (laughs) do do. Um, but the more that you do train into the wind, the more, not that it becomes easier, but it becomes less of a thing. If that makes sense. Like you're, yes, it's going to be a challenge, but it's, it's maybe less of a mental challenge because you've been there, done that a few times. Um, but you can't just always control the wind, right? Some days it's windy, some days it's not. So maybe on the days when it is windy, instead of trying to keep the wind at your back, you try to run into it a little bit more so that if you have a race where that's an issue, you're a little bit more comfortable with it. But running into the wind sucks, you know? Like, like it's not gonna ever be fun. And especially on race day, it's one thing to kind of slog through it in training where like, you know, if your pace drops off a bit, like you don't really care because like it's training, whatever. Um, But on race day, when you have goals that you're trying to get to, like, Oh, that's that's less than ideal. Um and that's just kind of one of those situations where like where you can't control the weather, right? So maybe there's there's something there to just kinda help you mentally to be like, well, it's a windy day, I'm running into the wind a lot, like my time's gonna suffer because of it, and there's nothing I can do about it, but I can control my effort, I can control my attitude, and just kind of let the clock do what it's gonna do, um, which is certainly easier said than done. Next question from Corey in January I will be going with the family to Disney was hoping to meet and run with you, but you moved too early. Yeah. Sorry about that, Corey. I would, I would have absolutely hundred percent made the trip up to, uh, to hang out, say, Hey, maybe have a cup of coffee and certainly get a couple of miles in together. So apologies for that. Uh, but I'm going there over race weekend, but I was not able to get into the race. Uh, is there any way to do so from same day registration or a waiting list? It's going to be hard to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, not really like, there, there may be, you know, depending on what you wanted, if you wanted to do like a charity thing, like every once in a while, you can find some of those last minute. Um, but they're, they're difficult. They're difficult to get in last minute. Cause most of the charity bibs are probably gone. Um, and then you, just, you still have to raise, you know, a couple, couple grand, um, which, which not that that's necessarily impossible to do, but you know, in the course of six weeks, like that can be a little bit tough. Um, you know, you might be able to find like a travel agent that has some bibs left. Probably not, but maybe, but then you you know you have to stay um, at the at the resorts and buy like like sometimes that's doable but I don't know depending on how many plans you already have like it might not it might not be feasible um, so sorry that you didn't get in that's that's it's less than than ideal because those are those are fun races especially if you're going to be there on vacation anyway um, and you're a Disney bit of a Disney person it could be a, a cool way to do it um, but uh, sorry that it's it doesn't sound like it's going to work out for you. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, definitely no same day registration. That's not happening. Um, so you probably, the, the odds are against you as far as trying to get in somehow, somehow legally, you might be able to find somebody who's willing to give you their bib, um, that doesn't, you know, signed up for it and can't run. Um, that's technically against the rules. I'm not going to promote that as an option, but I mean, you know, depending on your morals and ethics and the morals and ethics of somebody else. Maybe that could work out, um, but it's it's against the rules, so don't do it," he says. Uh, another question: We are staying off site, but close enough for a shuttle. What are some running routes? Missing the races is going to be hard enough. Um, in terms of running in that area, like depending on depending on where you're staying, it can be tough because a lot of, of that area that's that's right there next to Disney property is it's very touristy. Not necessarily a lot of sidewalks. Not necessarily um, the most courteous and aware drivers. So it's it's a little sketchy sometimes to run in that area. Quite frankly, it's a little sketchy to also run on Disney property because of the same things. Not a lot of sidewalks. Not a lot of, of areas where it, it may feel the most comfortable. I've done it before. I would do it again, but it's it's a little sketchy. Um, so you're just going to kind of have to maybe play it by ear, you know, pack your stuff, see what it looks like when you get down there. Depending on where you're staying, you know, there there might be some sidewalk. There's a little bit of sidewalk area. It just depends. Like it's a big touristy area, right? So some of it, yes, some of it, no. Um, depending on what kind of hotel situation that you have, there might be some some property that you could run kind of around the the property, the, the grounds of the hotel, or the kind of, you know, kind of neighboring businesses that you might be able to get you know, a, a mile ish loop and you just have to run some loops to feel a little bit safe. Um, it's it's all up to you, but I don't know that there's a lot of like, for sure, great routes. So you kind of have to to play it by ear, get on the ground, have a look around, see what it looks like, um, and then kind of decide what is going to be right for you. I will say if you're going to get up and get going early, you know, which most runners tend to do, uh, especially when they're on vacation, to get up before everybody else is up, like it might be a little bit safer because it's not Typically, super busy in those touristy areas pre dawn um, if you want to get up early and get after it. So, good good luck, um, but it's definitely not, um, it may not, and I'm not going to say definitely not, it may not be pedestrian slash runner conducive, but you can probably make it work depending on what your risk tolerance is for running on the shoulders of roads. Uh, but be aware, be aware, because the drivers are not good down there for sure. Next. Oh Lord. We got some questions from Lewis that I don't even know if I want to get into because they, I don't, I don't even understand these questions, but I'll do it. I'll do it. But I feel like we got, we got some trolly answers in the comments, which doesn't usually happen even from chief troll melody. Um, so that just cues you in on, on kind of the, these questions. Anyway, we'll, we'll do it. Here we go. First one, Diz, how much do you want to bet your Lions are going to lose on Thursday? I mean, this is a foolish question, Lewis. This is ridiculous. I don't even know why you're asking the question. Um, because I'm not an idiot, right? Like, I don't bet with my heart. And it sounds like you are an idiot that would bet with your heart. So here's the bet. And I'm recording this on Tuesday. So the game hasn't happened yet. Here's the bet. I'll bet you $100 that the Lions lose, but you're going to give me 40 points. All right? So Lions plus 40. I'll take that bet cuz I don't bet with my heart. I hope the Lions win. I sure hope they win. But I'm not an idiot, right? I'm not going to bet. Oh yeah, let's straight up. Let's let's bet the Lions who are, you know, 3 and 6 against a team that's that's arguably one of the favorites to go to the Super Bowl. Like what kind of moron takes that bet straight up? I mean it sounds like you would take that bet straight up, but you're you know, even though your team is is the better cuz it sounds like you would bet with your heart. So, you know, let's let's see how how confident you are in your bills. Lions plus 40, 100 bucks. Next question, also how does one apply to be a guest on your show? I feel like we've talked about this multiple times. Just just ask, but don't ask this way. Like this is such a douchey way to ask. Like just be like, "Hey, you know, would you could I like I get I get questions from folks that listen to the show?" Not Often, but like occasionally, like, Hey, are you still taking people to be on the show? Yeah, I, obviously I am. Um, so if you want to be on the show, dude, just, just ask like, it ain't, it ain't hard. Like, why would you ask in this? I don't know. It seems awkward. And then update. Now I'm dipping below seven minutes per mile on my runs and currently in the six forty range. Okay. That in a quarter will get you a gumball, bro. Like congratulations. That's awesome. Glad you're getting faster. Glad you're seeing the progress. Keep it up. But like, did you add that? Because you thought that that might make me, make me be like, oh, dude, yeah, come on and be on the show. Like, I don't care. <laughs> okay, like, congratulations. And and I'm not trying to be a dick here, although I, I probably kind of am. But like, just ask. If you want to be on the show, just ask. You know, send me, send me that $100 after the Lions cover the 40-point spread, um, and then we'll make it happen, all right? So there you go, there you go. Um, next question, a little bit more... Next question also for not also next question is from Carla. I heard on a previous episode that there was a fat ass run in 2022. Will there be one for 2023? Is there a sign up? Did I miss it? Thanks. Yes, Carla. Actually, this was, this was a very fortuitous question because I was thinking just the other day before I saw your question that like, Oh, I I should probably publicize this a little bit more because last year, like I didn't in 2022, um, the Diz runs new year's fat ass was kind of like, I mentioned it like three days beforehand. Um, but this will be the third year of the, uh, the, the Diz Runs New Year's fat ass. And uh, it will definitely be happening. New Year's Day, 2023. Set your set your clock, set your watches, set your calendar, set your training schedule appropriately. Um, but for those that aren't aware, those that have, have not heard about this before, maybe because I didn't talk about it enough last year, maybe because you're new around here, the way that this works is simple. On New Year's Day, between the hours of 12 midnight and, you know, like eleven fifty nine fifty nine 59 of New Year's Day, um, there's 24 hours in that day, right? Starting at midnight, ending with the 11 o'clock hour, the 11 p.m. hour. Um, for every hour that you choose, you don't have to run every hour. You can run one, three, five, seven. I don't care. You can run them consecutively. You can go every other. However you want to do it. But at the start of any individual hour, you can run a 5k or more. But you only get credit for 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 3.1 miles for every 5k that you run. You you know. Put, there'll be a post in the Facebook group. You put a post, yep, I ran 11 o'clock. I ran 1 o'clock. I ran 2 o'clock. I ran 3 o'clock. Um, and then we'll, we'll do some some type of random drawing giveaway um, of various different things. For We'll pick a handful of winners uh, that participate in at least one or more each each hour. You get an entry for it um, for the the New Year's Fat-Ass. You can run one of them. And I think I think the max, I think we had somebody do like 14 the first year. How many did Kate do the first year? 14, 13, something like that, 12, um, there's been some tens, you know, the people have done 10 of them, five, six seems to be somewhere in the, 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 the median range. Um, but that's, that's the new year's fat us run as much as you want, as little as you want, but it has to be 5k and it's all in the honor system. So like, you could just lie, you know, you could, you could, you could say some nonsense and, and I'm not going to fact check you. Um, but yeah, this, it seems to have become a new year's day tradition, uh, and it will continue this year for sure. Everybody that runs one gets a free consult call. So that's always cool. Uh, you know, I've been able to, to talk to some folks that way over the years. Um, so, so yeah, stay tuned for the official posts that will come out somewhere in December. No official sign up because it's a fat ass and there is no, nothing official about a fat ass run. Uh, but those are the, the basic rules. Stay tuned. We'll do it again. We'll do it again on January 1st. So thanks for mentioning it, Carla. And those that are interested in running at least three miles, 3.1 miles on New Year's Day, hey, get yourself a free consult call for at least one and get yourself entered into various drawings for, I don't know, what did we do last? We did like books, we did sunglasses, hats, you know, various different things, different products that uh, I've been using of late that I'll say, hey, I'll buy you one of these, you know, just, you know, three or four different things, uh, three or four different drawings. Um, So stay tuned, stay tuned. Good luck, Carla and anybody else that wants to jump in. I'm sure Walker will do it again this year. Um, who else? Who, who, I mean, whatever. Most people seem to do it. Uh, so we'll have some fun with it this year for sure. Next, we've got, uh, the Tom trifecta. First question from Tom. Do you run on Christmas morning? Well, gee, Tom, does, does Santa come down the chimney? Of course we run on Christmas morning. Yes. Yes, of course. Now I may not do the normal, the the normal duration run. Like it's probably only going to be a couple miles, because I'm not I'm not that guy that's like hey let's you know Addison can't you know we can't we can't start opening presents while you know until until everybody's ready and I'm not going to be that guy that's like well you know I'm going to be gone for seven hours for you know I'm going to run a, a Christmas 50k um, and you got to stay in your room and can't open presents until then like no, no 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 probably only a couple miles maybe three four miles something like that depending on how early I get out of bed depends on how much eggnog we had the night before right um, but we'll get up and, and get a couple miles in at least. Um, kind of stretch the legs out before all the Christmas festivities get rolling. But yeah, we're absolutely pro running on Christmas morning around here. Next question from Tom. I need to shave off about 35 minutes to qualify for the Berlin marathon versus doing the lottery entry. Is that feasible in general? How should I go about achieving this goal? Um, Tom, I don't like telling people that big goals are not possible, not feasible. Um, but that I mean and I'm not going to tell you that it's impossible but that's a big swing bro. I mean that is a big swing because I I know you don't you you like I know you haven't run, you know, a dozen marathons but like you've worked hard for the last couple of marathons and you've pushed hard for the last couple of marathons um and to knock off another 30 35 minutes from 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 a really fast and and successful Chicago marathon Um, I mean, that's, that's an extra what minute and 20 seconds per mile, roughly faster than your current PR. Um, I mean, it's doable, I suppose, but that's a lot. That's, that's a big swing. That's not going to happen in one training cycle. That's not going to like, that's going to happen. If that were to happen, that's going to be a multi-year process of chipping away, um, building, building fitness, you know, maybe, maybe it'd be the type of thing where you would do some longer distance, like do some, some ultra running, um, really building the aerobic base, but also doing some, some good hard speed work to kind of try to push in that direction. Um, but knocking, you know, again, like, I'm not saying it's not possible, but that's not, that's not a, a, a one training cycle thing. I don't think, I mean, that, that, that takes everything falling into place. It takes good weather Takes the right course conditions, um, takes perfect training cycle, probably multiple training cycles built upon itself. Um, that's a big swing, but I, th- I love it as a goal. I love an ambitious goal, um, you know. And if and if you could could knock off, you know, maybe ten minutes a year for the next three years, still still a huge swing. Still a huge swing. Is it a maybe more doable swing? Maybe. Um, and then that puts you in the ballpark but that's, that's, that's tough, doable, but tough. Um, and I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe you would start, you know, like there's a lot of variables here, but maybe you'd start with trying to run, um, a half marathon in that at at the same pace that would be required to run the full in that, in that 35 minutes faster time. Um, not because that would mean that you were halfway there, but at least to be like, all right, like if you, if you knew what that felt like, and then you could imagine, like, I don't know, maybe that would be like the first step to even see, like, can I do this for 13 miles? Can I do this for like, like, I don't know. And, and kind of start building up that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, knocking knocking not minute and 20 seconds ish off of your current PR, um, which, which again, and I don't mean this in any type of wrong way, but it's not like your PR is just a casual stroll marathon, right? Like your PR, your, your last couple marathons have been hammering have been good races and that's a big swing. I love it. I'm here for it. I'll support you, but dang, that's a, that's a big swing. Um, uh, but it's how to achieve that goal. I mean, it's slow and steady. It's, it's, it's gradual, consistent progress probably over the course of, of years, not months. Um, and then you're working against father time, which isn't, you know, I don't want to dismiss that. Um, it's a big swing. It's a big swing, but, I I mean, is it, is it, is it feasible? Eh, Is it possible? Yeah. Is it feasible? Eh, I don't know. Good luck. I don't want to dissuade you, but man, you got to have your eyes wide open for a big goal like that for sure. Uh, Last question from Tom. Now that you live in the great North, i.e. Georgia, there's nothing great North about Georgia, my friend. But anyway, I know, I know where you're going with this. Have you bought any winter running clothes? I, I mean, I bought pants the other day. They haven't gotten here yet but I, I ordered some, uh, some pants, um, to, to run in and that's, that's it so far. But, but I do also have, you know, I have some, some decent colder ish weather gear that I can layer up a little bit. I've got some gloves already. Um, the difference is that I needed those things like once or twice a year in Florida and I'm going to need them like every day for the better part of a couple months up here in the, in the pseudo North. Um, so, so yeah, you know, I, I've, I got the pants because I've, I've never, I I've, I haven't really worn pants for running in very much. And I'm recognizing that that's probably going to be a thing, you know, a few times at least. So I got some good running pants. Um, and I don't think I'll need to make any more purchases in terms of, of winter running gear, because like, let's not kid ourselves. It's, it's more winter here than in Florida, but it ain't proper winter in Georgia, not even close to proper winter. So I'm not, I'm not that guy, not that guy. At least not yet. We'll see. Maybe, maybe all this gusto, maybe all this bravado will prove, uh, you know, I'll, I'll have to eat some, some humble pie, uh, if, if it does get worse, but I don't think it's going to be that bad. I hope it's not going to be that bad because I, I mean, you know, I moved South to avoid that bad for winter. I don't want to, and I know I'm moving back North and I know I'm getting some seasons and it's a little, eh, a little bit more than I bargained for. It's been Okay but I mean, I don't need proper winter. No, 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 no. Um, but I'm not going to get any yak tracks. I'm not going to get any, you know, super like thermal tights or anything like, no, 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 no. If it's that bad, we're just going to stay inside. (laughs) Uh, but thanks for the questions, Tom, as always. Another question, another two questions from Craig. First one, how do you become a running coach? Um, so I mean, you just tell people you're a running coach, like, like that I would not say that's the best method, but there is no like universal, like governing body, right? There is no, like anybody who wants to say that they're, they're a running coach can, can, if they find somebody who wants to hire them, can be a coach. Um, I mean, I think, I think that there, there are certainly some, some organizations. There's the Run uh, road runners club of America, USATF, uh, various certifying bodies out there that'll, that'll, you know, certify you as a coach. um, you know, provide, you take some tests and and pay some fees, things like that. So I think for, for a lot of coaches, that's kind of the route to go down. Um, but, but I mean, tongue kind of in cheek, but also kind of seriously, like how do you become a running coach? You find somebody who asks you to coach them. Um, and that's, that's, is that the best way to get a coach? I don't know. Is that the best way to become a coach? Probably not, but that's really all it takes. So, you know, sometimes again, you know, how you want to get there is how you want to get there. Um, but it's not, you know, you just put your, hang a shingle out the front door that says I'm a running coach now and you're a running coach. Then you find somebody who will will hire you and you're kind of off to the, off to the races right there. But, um, you know, if if it's something that you're thinking about doing Craig, and I don't know that that's what you're, what you're asking, but if it is, um, you know, I mean, I I think a good coach is going to, you know, do some studying, learn some things about the body, learn some things about physiology, how our bodies work um, some of the science and some of the theory behind, you know, running and endurance, building endurance, things like that. Um, and that's something that I try to continue to keep doing, right? Like I, I certainly don't feel like I know everything. In fact, I recognize that I do not know everything as it relates to our bodies and how they work and, and how to, to get the most out of ourselves as, as runners. And, and, um, so I'm always trying to, to learn different things as, as research continues to evolve and we learn more. Yeah, I'm trying to learn more. Um, but in terms of become, like how I became a running coach was that people asked me if I coached and I kept saying no until finally I said, well, that's stupid. I'll say yes. And I said, yes. And, you know, dot, 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 six years later or whatever it is now, um, it's, it's, it's my full-time gig and I love it. I love it. So, um, not, not a lot of hurdles that you have to jump over, but hopefully some, some foundational level of knowledge that you've, uh, you, you, that a good coach will have, have learned and then continue to build upon it as they go. Next question from Craig, what are some jobs in running for non-elite runners? Um, I mean, there's so many Craig, like, honestly, like you could, you could make the argument that there's like an infinite number of jobs almost. I mean, maybe not not quite, but like, you know, the ones that are the that, that first stand out uh, coaching. I mean, you just asked about that. Um, you could be a race director and, and direct multiple races. Now, I don't know that that's a great way to make a living. But over time, you build up a nice portfolio of races. Like that could be that could be a way. Um, you know, you, you have a, um, a timing a t- a timing company. You do timing for races. I feel like that's, I, I've heard, I guess, I don't necessarily feel like, but I've heard that can be pretty lucrative. Um, you could work at a running store. You could work for any type of running apparel company or shoe company, you know, doing PR, doing marketing, doing sales, doing, um, you know, all of those, like any type of like corporate job. Like if you're associated with a running, with a, with a race, with, uh, again, a shoe brand, a a, a running, a clothing brand, a fueling brand, any of those type of of companies that are out there, you know, think about all the companies that you, you use their products for. They have a whole line of, of employees, right? And I feel like that would be a job in running, right? If you're, if you're the, the sales guy for a shoe company or you're, you're a, you know, regional manager for, um, you know, fleet feats or things like that, like that's, that's a running type of job, right? So um, there's, there's, there's so many, like, like, you know, the, the, the number of jobs that are elite runners, uh, is like a fraction of a percent of the jobs that are in the running field, right? You just need to be, be willing to kind of look outside the the normal, um, you know, look at, look at podcasting could be a job writing, writing fiction books about, um, about running stories could be a, a job that's running related, but you're not an elite runner. Um, I mean, you could kind of make, you know, with a little bit of creativity, a little bit of ingenuity, you could make anything into uh, you know marketing and sales and and um, HR for for whatever for a shoe like I mean there's so many whatever field you're in you could probably find something that would that would take your skill set and your knowledge base and what you're capable of doing in, in any type of corporate setting and turn that into the same type of role in a company based around running right. Um, So yeah, I mean, the, the, like all of the jobs, if if it's a job, you know, it's probably could fit into a running niche somehow. Right. Um, we just don't always think about them. We just don't always think about them that way, but anything like, you know, I mean, or you could just make your, make up your own job. Kind of like I did, which I don't know how I got here, but we're here and we'll take it. But thanks for the questions, Craig. A uh, couple more questions, three more I feel like we've got before we wrap this one up and head back into some some Thanksgiving leftovers. First one from Jackie, did you and the family run the neighborhood turkey trot? How was it? Um, I think we did, Jackie. Like I said to Lewis's question, recording this on Tuesday before Thanksgiving, turkey trot is on Thanksgiving. Um, the plan is still to run it, although Little Miss has been a little sniffly lately, so... Hopefully she's not coming down with something that would prevent us from running the Turkey trot. Um, assuming good health in the next couple of days, um, we're going to do it and I'm sure we'll post about it. I'm sure we'll talk about it. Um, but hopefully, hopefully it all goes well. Uh, looking forward to it for sure. Um, but I guess this is one of those predicting the future questions that I think we did it, but I'll know for sure a couple of days from now. So stay tuned. But by the time you're listening to this, You'll have probably known. It'll probably be somewhere on the social medias if we did it. So you'll see it. Uh, Next question from Melody. Second to last question today. In the same vein as Tom's question, I know you used to run in Michigan, so you know what cold feels like. However, you and Rebecca have been spoiled with warm winters for a number of years. Now that you're back at it, how are you guys getting on with these cooler temps? Do you miss running in Florida, or are you embracing and loving that crisp, cool winter air? So point of contention, fact fact check. Um, I didn't really used to run when we lived in Michigan, when I lived in Michigan. Um, the most I would have ran would have been like a mile or two just to kind of like that was still, you know, running in preparation for hockey season type of running. Uh, but I was definitely not a runner in Michigan and definitely not a winter runner in Michigan, but I do know what proper cold feels like. I do. you know I played outdoor hockey in Northern Michigan. Um, so yeah, we, we dealt with some cold, uh, for sure. Um, But as far as, as, you know, yes, been spoiled with, you know, ever since I was really into running, always lived in Florida. Um, so not really much winter time running for sure. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't miss much about Florida. Um, but the things I do miss are not Florida. I don't miss Florida at all, but I, I mean, I would much rather have the Florida climate right now than the Georgia climate in terms of running. um, you know, and I, and I feel like that that's not something new, right? Like, I feel like I've said for a, as many years as I've done this this podcast that, like, I don't like running when it's cold out. Like, I, I, I'm i not the biggest fan. Like, of course, I don't like it to be Florida in July all year round. Um, but Florida this time, like Florida winter, like, that was my jam. You know, and it might only have been 16 days long. But, like, you know, lows in the upper 40s, um, typically more like in the 50s. Uh, not too, not too chilly, you know, like, like that was awesome. And so we've had a few days like that of late, which have been okay. But we had a lot of, we had a couple days in the twenties and like, eh, it's not, I'm not excited about it. Like, obviously it's where we live now and overall, I'm glad that we made the move, but I'm not exactly embracing, you know, 27 degrees at five 30 in the morning and enjoying it or loving it. I'm not even liking it. Um, I'm getting it done and I'll continue to get it done. And I'll probably continue to complain about it a little bit. Um, But yeah, you know, like it is what it is. And I'm not going to get on the treadmill because of it. That's, that's not an option. And I'm not going to not run because of it. That's not an option. Um, So I'm going to complain about it. I'm going to keep running it. And I'm mostly going to be happy that we lived in, mostly going to be super happy that we made the move. But when it comes to morning weather conditions, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit, I wouldn't mind. The having brought the, at least the morning weather, the afternoon weather, we'll keep it cold then. But first thing in the morning. Yeah. I've never been a fan of 30 degrees at five 30 in the morning ever, ever. And that ain't changing. That ain't changing. Last but not least from Brian, what are some workouts that you like for improving speed over short distances, i.e. Like the 40 yard dash. So, you know, when you're talking about that short of a, a short, quick, um, I mean, it really is hard to argue with like running fast, like doing some sprints. Um, you can make a you can make a good argument that doing some 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 type of um, like drills, some of the the different you know form drills, cadence drills, like quick steps, uh, you know, a steps, uh, the the skips, different things like that can be helpful. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, improving your speed over short distances, like it's just it's just it's it's doing short sprints. Like there's there's not. As much as I'm the heart rate guy, as much as I'm the the run easy guy, um, you know, 40 yard dash, uh, that, that's not an, that's not an endurance event, right? That's not, that's not something where you go out and and run easy for, for two hours. It's going to, it's not going to not help, but it's not going to make a massive difference. So, you know, hammer some short bursts, uh, maybe make some strides into your runs, but I mean, yeah, you you just gotta, for something that short and fast, like you got to run fast to get faster. Um, and there's not really another way around it. So hammer it a little bit, make sure the hamstring is not angry at you though, Brian. Um, but that's, that's really the only way to do it, um, is to, to do some short sprints. I wish there was a better way. You could maybe do some hills like that might help get a, like a little hill repeats, like sprinting up hills. Um, that could help, but you got it's, it's hard and fast to get faster at those short type of distances. So, uh, make sure you're well rested, well recovered in between, uh, cause too much, too much hammering not always the best situation. So, there we go. That's that. And look at look at us. Like an hour? By the time I get done yammering, just over an hour? Hardly even hardly even a QA. and a But I'm sure next month we'll make up for it. Next month will be a 47-hour extravaganza. Um but thanks for the questions, y'all. Appreciate the questions. Uh, again, what I guess hold on, before we get to again. Um as always, love your thoughts. What did I get right? What did I get wrong? Did I did I dog on Lewis too much? I don't think I did. But you let me know. You let me know if I stepped over the lines, if I if I entered into dick dick mode. Was I was I was I too much of a douche with Lewis's questions? You let me know. Or other opinions about other questions. Let me know those as well. At Disruns on Twitter, at Disruns on Instagram. You can also send an email to Runs at gmail.com. And of course you can head over to the show notes for today where most of the questions have a, a meme slash gif answer. Um, and of course there's some links, and of course there's a the comment section down at the bottom dizrunscom slash 1103 disruns.com slash 1103 for today. And as I mentioned earlier, and as I almost mentioned prematurely, just a minute or so ago, if you want to get your questions entered into the, the mixer next month, and you know what, as I'm saying this, I forgot about Gary Joe's questions. Stand by. Cause we as per usual, have a submission from, uh, from Gary Joe on the Instagram. So stand by. I find some extra questions. All right, so we got some we got some extra questions now, and uh, like I like I was saying, um, the the best way to get your questions each month is to join the Facebook group. But if you're if you're not on the Book of Faces, and I don't blame you for not being on the Book of Faces, you can you know shoot me a message via Instagram or Twitter. And I said Instagram earlier, but it's actually Twitter that Gary Joe sent the questions this month by. Um, but sometimes, not intentionally, I may accidentally forget to include those questions into the mix. Almost forgot to include Gary Joe's hat trick of questions this month, but I remembered it. So let's, uh, let's get to the final now three questions, kind of pseudo bonus questions and also going to take us over the hour mark. But Hey, that's all right. You got, you still got what you paid for, even though we're over an hour. So first question from Gary Joe, when, uh, looking at the 80, 20 rule or running easy, whatever you want to call it, how much of the 80% easy runs should we shoot for in each heart rate zone? I have been running by feel lately and staying in the zone two three for the whole thing. It would it, it's been beautiful. Wish I would have started earlier. So, um, kind of going back to uh, whose question was it earlier? Where I was kind of like, hey, you know, don't don't overthink things. Was it? Uh, but I can't remember. Um, but anyway, this is kind of another one of those 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 questions or, or situations, Gary Joe, where I feel like the 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 I feel like you could you could overthink things relatively. Easily, um, you know, like like zone two, zone three, just running by feel. Um, as long as it's easy, I kind of feel like it's easy. So I don't get I don't get worked up into you know how much is in zone one, how much is in zone two, how much is in the low end of zone three, which is still kind of typically somewhere in the middle of zone three. It kind of I feel like starts to switch over from from easy to hard. Um, as long as it's easy, it's easy. Now, are there varying degrees of easy? Sure, but you know, the, the, the difference in terms of, again, whether we're talking 80, 20, whether we're talking, you know, Maffetone, heart rate zone, whatever, like we were talking about running easy, you're building your fitness, your aerobic fitness, as long as it's easy, whether it's in zone one, whether it's in zone two, whether it's in that, that, you know, zone two, zone three window. Um, and so I wouldn't worry about, you know, I want, I want 75% of my, my easy running to be zone two. Now, some people would say you, you should shoot for zone two and I'm not against that philosophy. But like don't overthink it. Don't make it more complicated than it needs to be. If most of you're running, you know, about 80% of it is easy and uh you know somewhere that means you're somewhere in high zone 1, low zone 2, mid zone 2, high zone 3 or I'm sorry, mid zone, you know, low zo- high zone 2, low zone 3. You're you're probably good. You're probably good. So don't don't overcomplicate it. Keep it easy. Sounds like that's what you've been doing. Sounds like you're enjoying it. Sounds like it's working for you. No need to no need to make it more complicated than that if that makes sense. Hopefully that makes sense for you. Um, and, and doesn't sound too much. Like I'm just trying to dodge your question. Cause I'm not, but just like, like don't overcomplicate it. Right. Next question from Gary Joe. I'm getting side stitches more and more here lately. Could this be a byproduct of slowing down? It seems counterintuitive, but when I was WFO, when I was working f- flat out, I don't know. I don't know what WFO means, but uh, it seemed I hardly ever got them. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it could be, it could be coincidence. It kind of, uh, kind of what I, what I would feel like it could be. Um, it could just be that you're not used to, to, you know, kind of, I don't know if you're running longer durations. Um, I don't know. I, I guess the, the real answer here, Gary jo, is I don't know. I don't know that it's, it's related. I don't know if it's a correlation, not causing, not leading to causation. If it's, if it is a correlation, that is a causation. Um, it's an interesting observation and, you know, maybe, maybe it's something that you could play with in terms of maybe your body's just adapting. Um, maybe, you know, could you breathe a little bit more through your nose, out of your mouth type of situation, get a little bit deeper breathing. Maybe that helps to, to alleviate a little bit. Um, I, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I can, I can honestly say that I don't know that I've ever heard of anybody catching more stitches when they've started to run easily. Um, but does that mean that it couldn't happen it could mean that your form is maybe a little bit different something something like that that maybe is is not what you notice but like if you're if you're not if if you're typically all right so, so so maybe i'm talking myself into an answer here i don't know typically when you're running a little bit harder when you when you're pushing too hard your form tends to be better right because like you're you're trying to get maximum effort maximum speed and so your your natural running form kind of takes over when you when you start to slow down when you're running easy uh, it can feel a little bit clunky. It can feel a little bit awkward. You can you can you, your your form can kind of go a little bit sideways. Uh, maybe not literally sideways, but it can, it can it can it can break down a little bit because you're not pushing as hard. And so I just wonder if maybe there's something in your form that maybe you're not as as upright. Maybe you're, you're not able to to expand your diaphragm as much because you're you're hunched over a little bit more or something like that. Which which I know that I kind of had to work through. I don't think it led to stitches, but I had to work through kind of feeling feeling like my form was good and, and maintaining good form while running. Um, maybe that's going on and maybe that's kind of leading to the the stitches. So it's less of running easy, but it's more of your form falling apart. If that makes sense. Um, but I would play with some things and see if it doesn't kind of work itself out in terms of form, in terms of just getting more comfortable with, with slowing down, run a little bit easier. Um, could they be related? Sure. But it's not something that I've heard lots about. So there's another not, not kind of nothing answer. But hopefully that gets your, your gear spin a little bit and you can kind of figure out what's going on because a good side stitch, like that's, that's not fun. So hopefully you can, you can nip that in the bud more so, uh, going forward and you can just really enjoy those runs without, you know, just the, the stitch coming on out of nowhere. Cause that's, that'll, that'll take a good run and ruin it real quickly. Uh, last but not least obligatory foolishness question. If you can't have a big old slab of apple pie for Thanksgiving dessert, what are you choosing? Oh man, this is one of those questions I should have read beforehand. Cause I, I would have had to think about it. Um, I mean, certainly not pumpkin pie. I think we've established that. Um, not going to have the the marshmallows on top of the the sweet potatoes because that's just an abomination. Um, is there another pie option? If not, you know, let's go, let's go ice cream. Ice cream is always, always a good option. Um, you know, I mean, quite frankly, like, like a good cranberry sauce can kind of eat like dessert sometimes, so we might go there. Um, we got some leftover Halloween candy. We could go that route. Um, you know, like, like, I mean, you know, like it's, it's, it's apple pie is the answer, but if I can't have that, you know, we'd scrounge around, we figure out something, um, you know, maybe, maybe just a, 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 an extra glass of gin, like that could work. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, if, if there's a, if there's another fruit pie option there, whether it's a cherry pie, which I don't know why there'd be a cherry pie for Thanksgiving because that doesn't make sense. Um, blueberry pie, same thing, doesn't really make sense. Um, maybe there'd be a cheesecake. You know, if there was a cheesecake there, that could that could be an option. Um, if there's a pumpkin pie, yeah, no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. We're good over here. We're good. We're good. Um, sweet potatoes with the marshmallow. No, 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 no. no. Um, the gin, yes, yes, we'll we'll take some gin, please. Maybe that's the final answer. If We can't have apple pie. Just bring on the gin, and then I'm gonna be happy. I'm going to be happy. So we're going to be good. We're going to be good. Anyway, thanks for the questions, Gary Joe. And, and glad that I remembered um, to, to, to double check. I remembered that I'd seen it yesterday. But yeah, this month has flown by. Question flew in under the radar, but we got it. We got him in there. We got him in there. So thanks for the questions, Gary Joe. And uh, I guess I, you know, I've already kind of done all the closing stuff. Um, but, but again, another reminder, if you have questions for future months, Facebook's the best way to get them to me because then I don't lose them. I don't forget about them. If you shoot me an email, if you shoot me a DM on Instagram or Twitter or whatever else, I don't know, maybe I'll be on Mastodon one of these days. Um, I will do my best to include those questions in the Q&A. But sometimes I may may overlook them or almost overlook them, have to get them in at the end. But uh, one way or the other, we'll do this again next month. The the last Q&A of 2022 coming at you just about a month from now but uh in the meantime y'all thanks for listening feel free to, to reach out again you know what what did what did i get right what did i get wrong did I, did I dog lewis too hard at disruns on twitter on instagram disruns at gmail.com disruns.com slash 1103 gary joe's questions didn't make the, the show notes i don't think maybe they did i don't know they're not there yet maybe they'll get there maybe they won't one way or the other y'all have yourselves a good rest of your day thanks for the time and attention those celebrating thanksgiving hope you had a good thanksgiving hope you have plenty to be thankful for without being too cheesy i'm thankful for y'all y'all listening thankful for let me be a little part of your world whether it's the podcast whether it's the emails whether it's the nonsense on social media Uh, i appreciate y'all and uh so thank you thanks for thanks for taking me with you today until next time y'all be well take good care thanks one more time for listening and uh we'll talk soon all right later y'all